We have America's small caffeinated mom with us right now, Rhonda Schrock. Rhonda, how are you this morning? (laughs) We are laughing over this discussion, James, and we means my husband and the cub, I call him the cub, our 16-year-old, this conversation you you were just having with your staffers about cooking and ironing and all that, you had us laughing, but let me tell you this. It is a privilege for me, as the only woman in the house, to cook, to um, iron what needs to be ironed, to do the laundry, to take care of my family. Oh, bless we, you. We have oh, bless a you, Rhonda. Well, I... It is a privilege, Bless you. I, and I, I mean that. Um, it's also a privilege to have a wonderful man who takes care of us. So it, it works, and people looking in from the outside might think that we're old-fashioned. We're just adhering to some oppressive gender roles and expectations, but James, it works beautifully. My husband and our sons, they do the yard. We have a three-acre plot. They take care of a lot of the outdoor work. I putter with the flowers. I work in the garden. But they do the heavy lifting out there. They help me in the house when I need it. Um, but, they, you know, they maintenance the vehicles. They do that stuff for me. And I do the things here for them. They adore me. I adore them. And, yes, I have a brain. And, yes, I have a career. And, yes, I've had uh, another different successful career, a couple of them. And so I'm smart, I use my brain, but I'm the heart of this home. And the people that live here and are connected to me love me. And I love let, them. Let me read you something that I just got. Every now and then, a person with no agenda, no ulterior motive, and no self-interest will take pleasure in helping you to succeed, grow, and live your purpose. This person will operate in love, will seek Uh no praise, and will want nothing in return. This person is a gift. And that is a life of love where you are not scrapping and demanding your own rights. You can do that, but it will come at a price. It will come with a cost. And I see so much of that in modern feminism. And I'm yes, I'm going to skewer a sacred cow. Much of modern feminism is a screaming for some rights that we think we have. When living in love means that I sacrifice some of my rights, quote unquote rights, for something much greater. And in return, my husband sacrifices some of his quote-unquote, rights for me. We've been married for 35 years, and, you know, we've given each other some hell, but we've given each other a lot of heaven. And who benefits from that? Our children. Wow. Rhonda brings it all home, folks. All right, I asked you earlier in the week, well, yesterday, in fact, when I did this story, about which I couldn't, it blew my mind, a professor at Texas, Texas Christian University was to a biology professor at Texas Christian 
university would not, could not, chose not to define when asked what is a biological woman to his students. And you had some thoughts. You had one thought about that you shared with me, and I said, nope, I want to hear what you have to think about this. So, Rhonda, what is it that you think about this? Well, I texted you and I said, is it getting hard for people, even Christians, to tell the truth anymore? Is this a courage failure? And you challenged me to write an essay on that, and so I did. So I'm just going to read you uh, what I wrote last night on the topic of courage, because if there was ever a time in our modern history as a country where courage was needed, it is now. So I'm going to read you what I have, and I'd love to hear what you think about it, okay? Go ahead. Okay. When our founding fathers established this nation, their hallmarks were courage, faith in God, and an unquenchable love for freedom. It was this love that drove them. It was their faith that sustained them, and it was their courage that made them look tyranny squarely in the face. It was tyranny that blinked. Because of their courage, America was born. Courage, Merriam-Webster says, is the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. The battlefields on our precious shores are hallowed grounds, for there the blood of these courageous patriots watered the seeds of freedom for all. These freedom seeds included, among others, the freedom to bear arms, freedom of the press, freedom to gather peacefully, freedom of religion, and the freedom of speech. Over 200 years later, every one of these freedoms is under attack. Very noticeably in recent months, the freedom of speech has felt the blade. Where public discourse once was open and unfettered, now the iron hand of tyranny grips free speech around the throat. It wears a velvet glove called tolerance, stitched together by relative truth, and it masquerades as love. Those who resist its cruel grip and seek to cry out warnings, ripping back the glove to reveal the hand within, those brave souls are besieged by the howling mob. Barabbas, Barabbas, give us Barabbas. We have heard this chant before. True courage, the kind that causes a man to give his life for another, that causes a woman to give hers too. Real courage that builds nations and defends the helpless and does impossible things, that courage is grounded in a twofold kind of love. First, such courage loves truth. It knows that truth is eternal, always constant, never changing. It believes that truth has its source in an almighty God who, too, is eternal and unchanging. This is a cause worth defending, worth protecting. For the sake of truth, courage gives its all. Second, courage loves others. The hearts of noble men and women are ruled by love. It is a love that puts others first and themselves last. It fills them with a mental and moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand all manners of dangers, fears, and difficulties. This love will die before it gives up, and such has been our heritage of gold as America's sons and daughters. The patriots who birthed this country with all of its great and wonderful blessings have passed. They have gone on to their reward. They have finished their task. In this grave hour, the fight for freedom and for the future of this nation now falls to us. 
In Samuel Adams' American Independent Speech in 1776 are these prescient words. You have now in the field armies sufficient to repel the whole force of your enemies and their base and mercenary auxiliaries. The hearts of your soldiers beat high with the spirit of freedom. They are animated with the justice of their cause, and while they grasp their swords, they can look up to heaven for assistance. Your adversaries are composed of wretches who laugh at the rights of humanity, who turn religion into derision, and would, for higher wages, direct their swords against their leaders or their country. Go on, then, in your generous enterprise with gratitude to heaven for past success and confidence of it in the future. For my own part, I ask no greater blessing than to share with you the common danger and common glory. If I have a wish dearer to my soul than that my ashes may be mingled with those of a Warren and Montgomery, it is that these American states may never cease to be free and independent. In these perilous days, James, may our hearts beat high with the spirit of freedom. May we go on in our generous enterprise with gratitude to our heaven for past success and confidence of it in the future. May the God of unchanging truth and unconditional love fill our hearts with courage, a courage that loves others more than ourselves, and a courage that loves the truth too much to give up. And as always, may God bless America. Wow. My remarks, Rana, that is just not only brilliant, touching, poignant, it is a reminder of who we are. You know, so many people talk about the founding, and it's just like, in the, in, the, in the founding, all of these profound thoughts that you expressed here were the topic of the American discussion at the founding. And a lot of people don't even realize that now because we don't, history, the history of this nation is not taught. And what this freedom was born for. And I say that at the same time understanding that that freedom was not complete at the founding by any stretch of the imagination. Yes. But what a glorious past this nation has. And it, you're right. This is our job to continue it and to, and to not cower to this current day tyranny, whether yes. it be discussing the coronavirus or anything or this, this idea that biology isn't biology and science isn't science. We have to have the courage to stand for the truth. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you so much. Love you, darling. Love you, too.